Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome, everybody, to another Panther Rants podcast with Lot Harris. How's it going, guys? I hope you're all enjoying the holiday. Me, I'm getting over a um, sinus infection, so I sound nasal as all get out. So I apologize. And I'm hanging back, hanging the work. But I hope you all enjoying your uh, holiday, your time off. I'm off all next week with the kids. So, hopefully I'll have my sanity when that week's over, or I'm not really drinking. And I may just put them to work. Why not? Anyways, a lot to talk about this week. Well, not a whole lot. I mean, it's been a slow news cycle. I guess we'll do a pit. We'll start with pit topics. Pit hoops got Miami on December thirtieth, and hopefully Ryan Luther's back. I'm not sure how healthy he will be in that capacity, if he'll be full speed or what. But Terrell Brown had a nice game against uh, Towson. And we may need another big game from him again. And you figure if we get Ryan Luther back to full speed and we get hit, you know, the, the Terrell Brown keep building off, off last game. So Pitt may have, you know, Pitt may have some inside presence there. And with an inside presence. They even have they have even more of a chance of uh, winning some of these games because that's what that's what's been hurting them right now is that lack of inside force and they're only going to go as far as the shooting takes them, which is what we saw against Delaware State where they were up big. The second half they shot really badly. And it was a close game. So let's hope um, you know for a better inside presence because we're gonna need it. And having Brown and Luther will help, will do nothing but but help, uh, you know, the other guys. And I'll stop it there because I'm 
tripping over myself and talking. And obviously, the next big one. Actually, there's two of them. Two more, actually, with Pitt football. Well, for one thing, Pitt wrapped up their early sign day class, getting 15 of 16 kids. One kid decommitted. And uh, I guess because, you know, Rutgers wants to, uh, is offering them. But he's getting offered some Ivy League schools and other stuff. So. It sounds like the kid has a lot going on, so. And the, uh. Staff looks like it's going to keep recruiting him. Because I, um. I think that relationship. It isn't really bad. Maybe the kid was up front with Narduzzi and said, hey. All these offers come in. I really want to, you know, refocus them. It happens. But Pitt managed to land a transfer from Indiana. A wide receiver. And that's going to help the, you know. That group by a, whole, a big, a big bunch. I'm not sure what's going on with Indiana, but I know the player himself. I thought he he would have been a star next year, but I don't know, you know, what happens there. Maybe he didn't want to wait. Maybe he saw a good opportunity here. Who knows? But Pitt supposedly finished tenth and uh, of the twelfth place of the ACC of recruiting. Or is it 10th out of 14th? I don't know. I forgot how many teams there are. Yeah, I think it's 10 out, of, 10 out of 14. 10 out of 14 teams, supposedly. Well, here's the thing. It's actually not a bad class. It's a really decent class. It's just, with the ACC, everybody's going to sign better, you know, supposedly better players than you. But we don't know that because recruiting rankings are just that, recruiting rankings. And if you want, I mean, obviously teams like Clemson, Florida State, Miami are always going to land big classes. Same thing with Virginia Tech. They will always land big classes too. You know, that are that are ranked pretty good because they've you know they've won for uh, so many years. Although Miami's been mediocre, but Miami's a name. So is Clemson. So is Florida State. Even Tech's a name because why? Because Tech always gets overly hyped every year, and then November comes and they fall apart. But people just love Virginia Tech. Don't understand it. So two A plus one A plus one seat A two A one seasons and a five and seven season isn't gonna land you at you know top of the ACC. I'm sorry. If you want Nick Saban results with your uh, recruiting classes, well it doesn't help when your donations from your alumni are at the bottom of the list. You can't just uh, donate at Mac level 
and expect SEC level results. Sorry. But that's where we're at with that. And, you know, we'll see what happens this season. Now I'm moving on other stuff. Larry Fitzgerald has a little uh, Twitter ask Fitz. And Larry Fitzgerald said it, it was his dream to put foot pit put to put pit football back on campus. He always wanted to play at Pitt Stadium. And I'm sure if the media were to um, approach him about this quote, I'm sure he's gonna I'm, I'm sure the He'll probably end up retracting it because of the university. Because the company line has always been to say Hinesfield is great, Hinesfield is good, Hinesfield is awesome, everything is good at Hinesfield. That's just the programming that the pretty much that we uh, we deal with. It's, I mean. It's not totally um, false. There's a lot with uh, Pitt that helps, you know, with its partnership with the Steelers. You know, they're all with the Steelers. They're always going to have improvement, improvements to Heinz Field, even uh, expanding the seats. <laughs> Which actually works more for the Steelers than the than the Panthers. And uh, we had to deal with things with lines in the end zones, a little ass pit logo on the field. We get to deal with we get to deal with some annoyances like that, obviously. But you know we get we still get our banners and stuff you know up on Heinz Field on some Saturdays. I think Pitt you know is, I mean Pitt's tried. It's hardest to give you know the stadium a campus feel, you know like a college feel. And pretty much it has a college feel mainly because of the people that are at the games. One thing, it's a lot of college kids, so the crowd's a little more youthful, and um, alcohol obviously is not served at um, at the game. Well, maybe it is now. I know, like in the club sections, it is. But when I went, it wasn't served. So the crowd actually was not so much more youthful, but a lot more energy. Less belligerent, less drunken. Whereas if you go to Steeler game, the crowd's a lot more belligerent, a lot more older, and a lot more drunker. So you always had the f bombs and all kind of stuff flying around. So. It's not to say that uh, Pitt hasn't done stuff to give it a, a college feel. They, they have. They've tried. 
and you gotta give them kudos for that. But going back to this on campus stadium idea, you know, personally, you know, if Larry Fitzgerald wants an on campus stadium, we should we should give him one. Or maybe he'll lead a campaign to uh, you know put one on campus. Which, uh, to be honest with you, I wouldn't hold my breath on that one. At all. I mean, I know there's, I know there was an article where supposedly it cost $125 million to put it on a campus stadium. Supposedly, that's what they came up with as numbers. Which I find kind of odd, considering... In Texas, they're building high school stadiums for that price. So I don't, you know... I don't really see a college football stadium being put on campus for $121 million. You figure the stadium itself would probably cost, well, Hinesville costed $280 million when it was built. I believe that's how much it cost. It was around that ballpark, give or take. So that was back in well the late late nineties. So around two thousand is when the stadium was being built. So I mean it costed that much. For Penn to put a stadium somewhere in Oakland, well, it's gonna cost a lot more, one hundred twenty-five million dollars. Especially for that stadium. I mean you got to put you know, box you know the, the club boxes everything in there. Because if you're gonna put a steam in there, you're gonna have you're gonna have to have all of the bells and whistles. And personally, if I was Pitt, if I were to put a steam in, I would dome it, or you know, have it convertible. It could be a dome, or the roof could be open. As far as seating goes, you can uh, work with that too because one thing you can do is you can try to attract the, the uh, Final Four to come to uh, Pittsburgh if you have a you know a football stadium that's you know, happens to have a roof. That may work out for you because that's one thing that they supposedly really want to do is attract events like the Final Four. Well, you can't do it with the infrastructure you have now because you can't put a Final Four in console, let alone Heinz, because Heinz is outdoors. You can't put one in a Pete either, so there you go. But, in the case of Pitt, if you put a stadium there with a roof, yeah, you can attract the Final Four. Oh, for sure. Maybe what Kevin Stallings has, um, you know, pit basketball back in the top ten again. You could uh, have a game where it's at, in the stadium and pit can play in front of 50,000 people. Can you imagine that? Pit versus Duke, maybe, in front of 50,000? Wow. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> but let's be honest. 
The stadium isn't going to cost $125 million. It's going to be more than that. Probably, I mean, to put a decent stadium in, it's going to be probably $250 million, $300 million itself. But as far as that actual project to put the whole stadium in, where you got to figure out roads and whatever else, probably a lot more than that. You're still looking at a billion dollars. As cheap as you want to go, that's how it's going to be. Um, because for one thing, especially pro stadiums, the cost of the stadiums have gone up. Big time. You know, Jerry Willard built his for probably a billion, probably more than that. Pro stadiums are going to keep going up in price, and... It's going to keep happening until, until it bottoms out. I mean, but then again, will it ever bottom out? I mean, you got, to me, the higher they go, you're going to have to force tax. You're going to have to force these um, owners and franchises to start putting up more of their own money. For one thing, because you can't burn, keep burning the taxpayers to keep pro football teams in your town. Because eventually, the taxpayers are going to revolt. The taxpayers didn't want to be taxed for Heinz Field and PNC Park, and they, you know, they voted against the, the initiative, and it got forced on them anyway. That's how that ended. So I don't really see it being forced on them again if that were to ha- ever happen. Yeah, and in the case of Pitt, they're going to have to pretty much raise money to do it because Bill Peduto, is, Bill Peduto for no way in hell is going to tax the residents for a Pitt stadium. Steelers, he would. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Pitt, he won't. He'll just say whatever. He'll go watch. He'll, he'll tell them to go watch Penn State. If they want to see a bigger stadium, and lastly, we go to obviously the big thing: James Harrison getting re- you know released and then signed by New England. It was pretty much a given that if he was going to sign somewhere, it was going to be somewhere with. A, you know, a rival, a comp- competitor. And case in point. Back in early 2016, when I was let go from my job, I was in a, uh, I was in a room with um, the seat, the CIO, the CTO, two of my managers. And the CTO was the one giving the fucking bad news. Excuse my language. Yeah, I'm still a little bit bitter about that. Uh, you know, long story short with that. We had down year profit-wise. We made a profit. It just wasn't big enough. And for this year, I guess for when they, you know, when they hired me, when they, did their, when they were trying to expand the company, they expand too fast. With the expectation they were going to make a lot more money each year because they were putting in bigger clients. But what happens is when you're a small company and you take on bigger clients, you're going to have bigger problems. 
because the small clients that you are used to doing, they were easy to manage. Bigger clients, there's going to be bigger problems, more users, and you got more egos. And not to mention the people as a whole, the organization will be high maintenance as well. In other words, you're going to have to really kiss their ass. So at the end of the day, we start losing these customers. And of course, that's when you, and the thing is, when you're a software company, when you lose customers, you lose money. And when you don't have that money, when you lose that money, you got to make up for it somehow. Well, the thing is, is we made a profit. And as bonus raise time came, there was enough to go around. So management decided to um, eat their bonuses, give them to the workers, and give the raises to the workers. And so when that happened, they had to make up the money somewhere because, you know, if, they're, if it's affecting their bottom line, they got to do something. So they cut one person in each department. I was one of them. And they really didn't want to do it, but they had to, obviously. And one thing they told me, at least the CTO told me that, that day, was one thing he feared is that I was going to go to a competitor. So, obviously, what do you, th- what th- what do you think I did when I, uh, what my job search? I searched the competitors and I applied to whatever jobs they had available. Mainly because the industry I was in, I put some time into it, and I felt I had a skill set I could give to them, and sell to them, and contribute to them. Which is pretty much is what happened with James Harrison. He got let go. He went to a competitor. A pretty critical one, because he had something. They had he had something that um, he could offer to them, and that's that. That's just the way business works. You get let go. You're lucky. You get to you get to a competitor. So, I know Steers fans initially were pissed off and said about principle and morality or whatever. All that crap is left today's society. It's gone. It's like, especially in the business world. It's been gone. Today's world, it's not about principles or any crap like that. It's pretty much you gotta be the one that's doing the screwing and not the one not the one that gets screwed. That's how it is. And there's some people that are willing to to screw a lot harder what I mean by that is you may get to your job and do your job and be fair to everybody be professional but there's the ones who will do a lot more than that they'll do happy hours you know they'll make sure to take all the happy hours 
They'll do all the snitching and the backstabbing, whatever they can to get to whatever position they want. And if you have a position that they want, they will do whatever they can to get you out of that position so they can get into it. And the thing about that, in that sense, you don't really have to play their game to beat them. All you gotta do is keep your ship tight, keep everything on, keep on top of everything, and all they can do is stay there and be upset. That's all. That's all I can do. It's always take, you know, in instances you always take the high road. But, um, so I don't blame James Harrison for what he did. That's just how it goes. You know, the, 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 the whole, it's just business sense. It goes both ways. And that's how you got to look at it. And of course, you know, as more details come out, it was probably a good thing the steers got rid of him because he was obviously becoming a toxic person. And if he was that toxic, I'm surprised they won as many games as they, they have because when you have someone that magnitude being being an asshole of that magnitude, it pisses people off. It screws up a locker room. So it's probably best that he's gone. I mean, the guy's always been a prick. He's obviously been a really good player for the Steelers. You know, he you know, his what he did at Super Bowl was amazing. But it doesn't absolve anybody from being an asshole. At all. He still is what he is, and that's a shame because the guy's older. You figured he would, you know, grow up a little bit, but some just some people just don't, and it happens. But for Steelers, who knows? Maybe this will work out for him in the, in, in the long run. Who knows? But we won't know until how playoffs come. And right now, the Steelers only the Steelers only chance of a Super Bowl right now is if New England chokes against one of their teams and Steelers don't have to face him. Because if you think about it, the two Super Bowls that Ben has won, he hasn't had to face New England in the playoffs. The first year New England even contended for the... Yeah, the first year New England wasn't even in the playoffs. I think they uh, didn't even make the playoffs is what happened. Or, you know, maybe they did. It was one of those two years. I actually think both years is what... I think both years... New England bowed out early. I know one. I know the one year they lost to Denver, where Champ Bailey, you know, took an interception back, and one of their players, I think Kevin Falk, kept fumbling the football. That may have been the first Super Bowl where that happened. I'm not sure about the second one though. But I remember the first first Super Bowl year with Ben. They lost to New England at home. And they choked away that game. They had control of it, and they choked it. And I just... I remember that game, I was just so beside myself. I didn't think they were ever going to win a Super Bowl with Coward. And they pulled it out of their ass that year. But anyways, I'll stop with that. 
we got a whole 27 minutes into this. So, recap. Pitts got Miami on December 30th. Ryan Luther comes back. We may have a, we may have a really good chance, especially with having an inside presence. Pittsburgh cream class wasn't bad. Wasn't great, but that just is what it is with what we're dealing with. Get If Larry Fitzgerald wants on campus stadium, give him one. He deserves it. Love donating some of that money from University of Phoenix. And now uh, let's get this ball rolling. And, of course, James Harrison's an asshole. He'll always be one. That's that. Hello, Pitt. See you guys. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.